Hey guys, welcome to Soul Coach the Podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're one of my faithful listeners, thank you so much for rocking with me this entire time. We're in season seven. I do have a season seven finale coming up pretty soon. I have a special guest, so I'm super excited about that. So this week's episode is all about strong women. And I wanted to do, I've been wanting to do this episode for a while now, but I just felt it in my spirit to do it today. Um, With everything going on for the last 18 months, we really have been seeing a lot of systems in uh, being broken down and actually torn down. Um, And it's designed that way, you know, we talk about the age of Aquarius, uh, this wide awakening, you know, we have been on our spiritual journey, Uh, the ones that have been, we knew that this was coming, and so that's why I started this podcast, was for the newly awakened, because a lot of you guys are, like, confused, and I don't know what's going on, like, why do I wake up at 3 a.m., why am I having these headaches, what are these rings in my ear, like, all these symptoms, so I talk about all of that, you know, during my podcast, uh, (coughs) and several different episodes and and it's really to help you know the people that are newly awakened to be like okay I'm not alone Uh, a lot of us that are seasoned (laughs) uh, did go through this alone trying to figure out like why in the world is this happening because now you know people are talking about the uh, the ascension symptoms more and talking about spirituality more and awakening uh it's become trendy actually Uh, but when I was awakened back in the day (laughs) um, we didn't have that it wasn't on social media there wasn't anyone talking about the things that I was going through there wasn't any of that so now here we are we breaking these generational curses we are aware because self-awareness was like number one we're we're navigating through this spiritual journey well there are some things in 3d that we need to discuss (laughs) because one thing that i am huge on is understanding the balance between your left brain and your right brain your right brain is walking barefoot in the grass grounding yourself hugging a tree the left side of the brain is like i got to work to make money because i have to live in this 3d okay it's a balance I would love to go in the woods, <laughs> like me and my sister talk about pretty often, and just sit there and chill. It is my goal to live in the woods and have a cabin in the woods and just like not be bothered with anything. However, I can't do that now. My son's in school. I have these responsibilities. Uh, my mom is, you know, getting older. You know, all of these things that I have to do with my left brain. So it's very important because I read a lot. I read a lot of books and articles on, you know, just in my field all the time. But I also practice meditation and you know I read up on that and it goes hand in hand but it's very important that you understand the balance between the two because I have found a lot of spiritualists are way right brain then you are left brain and then they're poor <laughs> and they don't you know accumulate that they don't uh, manifest the money that they need to they really just like I don't care about this I'm like yes you do 
Yes, we do. We, we've got to stop that. Anyway, but that's another whole, that's a series that I'm going to do probably in season eight about why spiritualists um, are doing these businesses and chasing money and not making money. Yeah, we're going to talk about that because that's something that I had to do in the beginning. But anyway, to really understand that. But to get back on topic, I want to talk about women, especially black women or women of color where we are, quote unquote, the strong woman and how that corresponds in being on your spiritual path. It's a very interesting conversation because because I grew up in a church and because my grandfather had several churches, uh, he uh, we talked about how this male dominant spirituality um, came to be and how my grandfather back then broke these chains. It is so good. Okay, you guys, let's get started. All right, you guys, so this episode is all about strong women, and I can only do from the perspective of me being a, a black woman. Um, being a strong woman is overrated, and I'm saying that because I'm over it. <laughs> I am so over it. Let me just tell you, okay? Um, if you haven't listened to my podcast and you're new to the show, then I give you a quick background of my upbringing. I was raised, uh, my parents, my dad was military. Um, I have a younger brother. And, uh, but my grandparents took me. And they just took me as their own. Because most of my family is in California, in different places. And I, and my dad, my, my dad was the baby of seven children. And he stayed in the hometown that I grew up in. And I was the only grandchild that was present. So they totally grabbed me. And when I was a child, I was so resentful because I wasn't with my parents. I was with these old people. (laughs) And my grandfather being a reverend, I'm like, oh my God, here we go. But as an adult, I realized that they were protecting me and uh, guiding me and teaching me. And showing me these things, you know, I can cook. The things like you know, old people do, like they teach the woman to to cook and clean and take care of the home, while the man go and you know hustle get the food, whatever. And for me and my brain, I was conditioned to be a service. Uh, when my grandmother died, I serviced my grandfather because I cooked and cleaned. For him, I will get up in the morning, cook breakfast, go to school, come back, clean up, and whatever. Okay, that was my life since I was 12. Um, junior high, I always helped out, um, high school, um, all of that. And I'll go back and forth to my parents' house every once in a while, but mainly after my grandmother died, I was there with my grandfather, and it was him and I. And um, being in church and, and doing all these things. And I would see all the women in the family, right? All the women in my dad's side of the family are very educated. Um, educators. Um, they extremely strong. <laughs> 
they were uh, the providers of uh, their families. Uh, they made a lot of money, you know, above average money. Uh, they lived in, you know, certain neighborhoods. They married. They did everything that they were conditioned to do. And then here I come trotting along. <laughs> okay. Now, this is my dad's side of the family. My mom's side of the family is a hot mess. Okay. My grandmother was an alcoholic. She had 12 kids she couldn't afford to take care of. But she worked 900 jobs because my grandfather, he lost his arm on one of the job sites. He didn't even get to sue because they didn't do that back in the day. And so he just lost his arm. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's, well, you know, that's a work hazard. So. There you go. Go on home. Like, you go to the hospital, whatever. You lost your own, whatever. And then he had mental issues that wasn't addressed. So they both were alcoholics. My my mom grew up with that with 12 kids. <laughs> Two sets of twins. And it's just a mess. Just a bunch of unhealed family trauma that um, tried to... To repeat in generations. So here we are. My generation. And I'm here breaking generational curses on both sides of the family. So when I think about strong women. On my mom's side of the family. That's what they did. They worked. They took care of themselves. And they were the providers. The same on my dad's side of the family. Um, the men on my dad's side of the family are much are well put together and I'm not trying to compare the two I'm just I'm just talking I'm making there is a reason that I'm pointing this out the men on my dad's side of the family were go-getters they just was on their business they worked hard because they were conditioned by my grandparents to do that the woman stayed at home you get your education you do whatever but the leader of the family is the husband right the man goes out get the food provides you know that my mom's side of the family was so broken and dysfunctional that it was all over the place. And I wasn't raised in that. I was raised with the condition that, you know, the woman uh, has to be strong. And even though the husband was the provider, the woman took care of everything else. Okay? The husband never cooked. He never cleaned. He never did any of those things, right? Um when I say old school, I'm talking about old school <laughs> mentalities and behaviors that are no longer, uh, that really never resonated with me as an adult. So here we are. Fast forward. In my head, um, the majority of my life, I was conditioned to be a service to people. And not only that, I'm automatically a leader. So any situation that I'm in, and being a, being a leader comes with a lot, uh, especially if you want to be an effective and a good leader. You have to um, lead by example. So in my head, through my conditioning, I was like, I have to be strong. In order to be a good leader, I had to be strong. I got to be tough. I got to be this. I got to be that. Like there was this checklist. And it was me being in my masculine energy and not in my feminine energy. So I will have been through, <clears throat> I've gone through life really just being the strong black woman. 
and not showing any emotion. Um, and being tough as nails because that's the conditioning that I got from my grandparents. Right? As I've gotten older, I realized that I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be strong anymore. I want to be soft and I want to show my emotions and I want to have someone that I can lean on and cry on their shoulders and and not feel like I always got to have my wall up. And then every single time I let it down, it's always proven to me why I should stay a strong black woman. <laughs> not just a strong black woman, but a strong woman in general because there was just so many disappointments uh, throughout my life that have conditioned me to be this way and it goes back on your spiritual journey you have to change your mindset from the conditioning that you were given as a child and my last episode was inner child work which has been blowing up and it's because we need to look back at our childhood and unwrap what that looks like. That's why getting a therapist is so important because there's things that I can talk about on this podcast that a therapist can dissect for your personal experience as a child. And learning to let certain things go, like heal and not forget, but forgive and move on. Because a lot of us are carrying childhood traumas in our adult life that we have not addressed, that we refuse to address. And then we carry it into our relationships, into our marriages, into our homes, to our kids, how we're teaching our children, and we're continuing to pass on the torch. And uh, that's just not how it's supposed to be. I was raised with my grandparents, and I didn't have a childhood. I didn't hang out with my friends. I didn't do all these things that I was supposed to do. And, um... So as my son grows up, I'm like, he's going to have a childhood. He's going to have fun. He's going to go to the water park. He's going to do these. He's going to have these experiences that I didn't have when I was young. And that conditioned me to be so hard. So what, So yesterday I was out with a friend of mine. And this is why I decided to talk about this on this podcast. It's because... Um, You know, she's married. She's been married for like 12 years and she just thinks it's funny. And we go to this little spot that we always go to because our friend bartends there. And she was just like, my my friend is a bartender. It's like, April, like several men always ask about you. Like, are you single? Like, they're like, have you seen April? And da, 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 da. And my facial expressions are like, I don't give a fuck about anybody asking about me. (laughs) Like... I don't care, like, whatever. And Ashley, my friend Ashley, she looked at me and she's like, like, why? Okay, so let's talk about this. Like, let's unpack this. Why are you, uh, why are you like this? (laughs) Like, why are you so tough? And why do you feel like nobody can penetrate you? And why do you have this wall up? Like, what is that? And I was like, I don't honestly know. I know, but I was not going to share it at that moment and um after we had dinner and drinks and was laughing and cutting up I came home and I really sat there and thought about like why am I this way (laughs) 
why do I feel like um, I can't be soft or um, that I always, it's not that I have a chip on my shoulder because I'm a very inviting spirit. When you meet me, people automatically are drawn to me. Uh, I have that spirit. I have, uh, I'm really friendly. I'm, I really am. But when it comes to certain things, I'm just very cold and I'm very cut off. And, and the reason that is, is because I was conditioned to be that way, right? Never let them see you sweat. Be strong, April. You're a woman, you know, and then you're a black woman. So you got to be equally as stronger. You got to be um, smarter. You had to be more educated. You've got to do this. You've got to do that um, just to just to get a seat at the table and a lot of times we're not even sitting at the table we're outside looking in why somebody less qualified is sitting at the table but we're not going to go into that conversation right now so I'm sitting at home and I'm unpacking you know I'm thinking about what you said and um and I thought about like what would make me happy Period, and what we talked about this, like in a, the previous, like you know, in the happiness podcast episode, we talked about like what will make you happy. And one of the things I put on my list was to be soft, and to be, and to be able to put my wall down, and to be able to not feel like I need to be tough and hard all the time. Like I really don't want to do that. <laughs> But we are living in crazy times and I have to protect myself because now I've developed this defense mechanism of protecting myself. And even when I'm dating or seeing someone or what I am extra, <laughs> I'm actually mean at sometimes. Sometimes I am. I will block you in a minute. I mean, in a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will. I will cuss you out. I will block you. And I'll be like, to hell with you. And that's triggering for me um, in a lot of ways when dating. Because I'm like, I have zero tolerance. I don't even allow anyone uh, a grace period. Because I'm not allowed grace. And sometimes when I do allow people grace and they continue to like show me who they are. And I'm like, okay, I, I got to stop this foolishness like right away. <laughs> And, uh, but it's the conditioning that I have when it comes to being a strong woman. And when you're on your spiritual path, you have to learn how to balance your feminine and masculine energy. You have to learn to win, to pull that toughness card but not to come off as being tough all the time and the reason that I, I'm bringing this up and talking about this is because when you're on your spiritual journey God's going to send you people on your path and while you're trotting along on your spiritual journey you can't be walking around all the time in defense mode <laughs> we're not on the football field because sometimes you have someone that's going to come along on your path where you need to be on the offense 
and you will miss out on helping them along on their path if you're constantly being on the defense. And I also want to say this. Every man that comes into your life is not meant to be in a romantic relationship with. Um, A lot of men come into your life and you automatically think because you've asked God like, hey, I, I want a man or I need I need a man or whatever, whatever you say. I hope you're not saying you need one because you don't. But I'm just saying like if you want one, then you get one. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, a lot of times God sends you people that you are not supposed to be intimate with. That you are not supposed to be in a romantic relationship with. That you are supposed to help them along on their path. And once you deliver the message that God has through you as a vessel to that person, then you need to move on. But a lot of times, we as women, especially strong women, don't even get that far. Because if we see a man in our face, we'll be like, what do you want? But why are you here? And that is not walking in faith. That's walking in fear. And I am learning this. I'm still learning this. Because there is one person in particular that I know that I felt like I was supposed to help spiritually. And I tried to make it romantic. And um, that's not what that was supposed to be for. Right? And it never worked out because it wasn't supposed to be that way. Um... And that's a and that's a hard lesson to learn. And it's also about self awareness. Because I have to check in with myself so often when I am on this path about who is is on, like who is coming into my energy. Because when you are elevating and evolving the way that you do, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You will find that God's going to send you these lessons. Or, you know, God's going to send you a certain person or a situation to test you. And a lot of times I fail. I fail because I'm still thinking about the mindset that I had before. And being a strong woman is hindering me from being an accepting woman. And to being um, open. Uh, more so than I need to be. I can't say that I want a husband. But then I discuss how much I hate men. I can't say that I want, you know, God to push me more. And I want bigger business and so forth. When I am sitting here like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I have offers coming to me. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That's a, You know, it's... Learning to use your discernment with every situation that you have coming across you. Especially once you are awakened. Because not only do you have to use your discernment with having people come in your path. And really understanding like why is this person here. But also understand that the devil uses that same tactic as well. Like the devil is going to send you somebody that. That's going to look good for you. Okay. Because um, the devil knows what you like too. All right. Um, and I'm not talking about in terms of relationships. But also in situations. That's why you have to read the fine print. 
dot your I's, cross your T's when you are navigating through this spiritual journey and get your strong woman ego out of the way. There's no, there's no place for it when you're on your spiritual journey. Uh, I am ego driven. I'm a Leo. I know I'm ego driven, uh, but I check myself often. Um, I know I have a God complex and this is something that I know because if you're doing your shadow work, you know, the things that you do and you can't sit up here and act like you're not per that you're not, that you're perfect and you're not. Okay. I know what I am. I know what I can do and I know I need to check myself. And when you check in with yourself and be like, you know what? That's not how that's supposed to go. Humble yourself, apologize and keep it moving. Being strong is, is great. You know, um, people are not going to run over you. Um, they know that you mean business when they see you. Um, <laughs> and that's great. But you also have to learn when to be strong and when to be like, you know what? Let me take a step back and let me see what's going on and, and observe, you know, the situation. I think that's extremely important. Um, with everything that's going on right now, if I constantly walked around with a chip on my shoulder and constantly walked around like I'm the baddest bitch, I'm strong, I'm tough, I'm all this, then I'm going to be missing out on a lot of blessings. A lot. And I don't want to do that. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to miss out on any of the blessings because I allowed my stuff to get in my own way. Uh, there's one thing to protect your energy because I do that regularly. But there's also another thing with protecting it so much that you don't allow the right people to come in. And, um, and I'm working on that. <laughs> and it's not something that happens overnight. It's something that you have to practice. Not everybody is out to get you. Not everybody is uh, wanting to harm you. Uh, there's some people that's out here that's actually wanting to love you. And they're not going to be able to as long as you have a brick wall and walk around like a strong woman. <laughs> right? If you're a woman that like men. I can only talk from my experience. Because <laughs> I'm a woman that like men. Um A, a strong woman knows when to use her feminine energy and when to use her masculine energy. When I first started doing Reiki and I was uh, getting attuned to Reiki, my Reiki master, we talked about um, the importance of balancing of the energies, divine, the divine feminine and the, the divine masculine energy. And how important that is to understand, you know, the difference between the two and when to use both of them for men and for women, because we all need to understand the balance of the two. I have been full throttle in my masculine energy for way too long. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I want to wear my skirt and my heels and sit down and cross my legs and be cute. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to do that anyway, but I'm saying like really do that with a man and really do that in life. 
you know, to be loving and to be open and to be accepting. Not to be like, okay, what's your agenda? What are you doing? What, why are you here? What's going on? What's next? I don't want to be like that. <laughs> I just don't. I'm calling my own self out on this podcast, as you guys can see. And hopefully this is going to help somebody out there that's listening to understand the balance between the two. I want a different life for myself right now. Um, there's some things that I need to change within myself and there's some things that I need to change with my environment. And, um, and not only do you, when you're setting down your boundaries and you're, you're doing all this and you're navigating and you're coming up with what makes you happy, also understand that, um, being happy is a state of mind. Um, and it, it expands when you understand what happiness is. So if you're sitting in the corner journaling, like that what makes me happy. Like when I'm sitting down and I got my headphones on, listening to music and journaling, that is what makes me happy. That brings me happiness. And it's not from anyone outside. When you start expanding on that and building on that, then it's just like the law of attraction start coming to you. The things that you want to manifest, those the happy moments. But it starts with you. And you cannot have full happiness walking around like you're a man and you're a woman. I said it. It sounds very sexist, right? But I'm just being honest. You have to learn to balance the two. You have to. And the person that is going to understand that with you it's a person that you're equally yoked with. The person that's going to understand like, yo, I see through your bullshit. Okay, come on. Come over here, girl. Come sit down. <laughs> I got this. I'm telling you. I literally give men blueprints on like what I want and they still can't get it. But anyway, um, <laughs> still can't get it. Um, I think that is very important for us women, a strong women that were conditioned, you know, in our families to be, you know, strong, to be, you know, this idea of like, because your grandparents t- want the women in the family to be what they aren't, but at the same time, they condition you to be a certain way. And it's up to you to understand what works best for you. If you want to be a housewife, then be one, okay? If you want to have a husband that is the provider and you sit on your home and you walk the dog at 2 o'clock and go to Starbucks, then be that. Be your true authentic self. And stop acting as if you got to be a certain thing or a certain way. Stop pretending that you don't want to be a housewife when you know you do. Not everybody's cut out to have a career, uh, to own a business, to to do all of those things. Some women just don't want to do that. But at the same time, though, it's it's your personal, it's your personal journey and what you want to do. But if you want to be a housewife, you can't be walking around acting like a man. <laughs> you just you just can't. If you want to be a business owner and a successful business owner, you have to be stern. You have to stand in your truth. But you also have to learn when to be masculine and when to be feminine. I know that in my, I'll tell you a story. I think I've told the story before. My uh, previous career, 
my boss would come in from Atlanta once every four to six weeks, right? Come in, check on me, da 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 da. I was in my masculine energy at all times, okay? Full throttle. Yeah, I got this. I know this. Blah, 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 blah. I know this. I know this. I got this. Don't worry about it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a know-it-all, right? Because I read a lot. So I do know a lot. However, when with him, I couldn't be in my in my masculine energy because he just didn't, it didn't vibe with him. He's my boss and he's a man. And you have to learn to play the game. And it's not something that and I'm talking about in corporate America. Like when you're on your spiritual journey and you, you know, you're not doing this, whatever, but still this might help somebody. I had to dumb down and I'm not talking about dumb down to the fact that <clears throat> I didn't know it. I'm talking about to the fact that I had to be allowing and that's what the feminine energy is. It's openness, it's openness, it's allowing. Allow him to to help you. <laughs> what is that? Like, I would come up with a solution to the answer without even allowing him to speak on what he thought it could be. Never that. It was always something, right? Um... He was a very valuable lesson on a lot of different levels. So when my spiritual teacher taught me, like, April, you're handling him all wrong. You're going in there with your chest out, Superman and Wonder Woman cape, and and strong. I got this. He's not responding to you because you acting like you can have his job, and that's just not how you do. And that's in the the forty eight powers, uh, forty eight laws of power. If you haven't read that book, they talk about that. You can't go to your boss and act like you know better, more than them. <laughs> so when I toned myself down, checked my ego at the door, allowed him to be my leader because he was, um, our, our relationship changed. I would go to him and ask him questions instead of acting like I had the answers to everything because nobody has the answers to everything. I allowed him to... I allowed myself, let me say that, I allowed myself to be open to the relationship that we had so that he can do his job and I can do my job effectively because it was a partnership. And I learned that from him being in a relationship. It's the same thing. Allowing, being open, learning when to pick your battles. It's imperative <laughs> if you want a successful relationship, rather it's romantic or a friendship or whatever, right? So I am going to uh, end it on that, on that story, but I will never forget him ever in my life. Um, I know he'd be checking out my LinkedIn from time to time. I'll be seeing you, <laughs> but uh, he taught me a lot of valuable lessons on all kinds of levels. Um, it was unbearable. Like I hated him. Like I hated him, and I don't even use that word. Uh, I hated him when I was when he was my boss because I was like, oh, he's such a prick. But then, um, years later, I left that job in 2014. Years later, I uh, still am uncovering and unpacking these things that he's done. You know, and it's so crazy because when I walked out the job, he left. Like, literally, he got promoted and left. It wasn't even a week. 
was so insane because I was like, I'm never coming back to the store ever again. And, um, and I was out on medical leave anyway. And I was like, I'm not coming back. I can't deal with the stress and all of that. And I mean, he had already left. It was already written. It was already written. And, uh, because he served his purpose in my life and it was a beautiful thing. Right. Uh, and that's what you have to do on your spiritual journey. So this podcast episode is really about, you know, understanding the power of using your divine feminine and divine masculine energy within ourselves, learning when to pick our battles, learning when to, um, have an understanding that, Hey, we don't, we're not know-it-alls. We don't have the answers to everything. Allow other people to come to you, um, come give you, drop you gems, take that knowledge, keep it moving because you just never know what that uncovers and what relationship that person can have in your life. But you got to stop this strong woman stuff, you know, and there's other things that I can get into, like, you know, with, uh, especially black women, uh, feeling like they need to be strong and feeling like they need to prove themselves just because of the system that's in place for us. But I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to talk about the, because that is a factor and a reason why we are conditioned to feel like we need to be strong because of the conditioning. You know, if our counterparts was to cry or was to, to do anything, then it's automatic. Like, oh my God, let me go save that person. But when we're done, when we do that, it's like, oh my God, like, why are you being emotional? Like, what's, what's your problem? Like, why are you being like this? <laughs> it's not felt like we're, we can't be soft or we can't show any emotion. We can't, you know, do these things. And we have to understand that we can, we can be soft. We can be loving. We can, um be vulnerable and and feel safe in that we need to feel safe uh when wanting to be vulnerable um and that's a problem that we don't feel safe it is a condition that we've had through generations not just our parents but our grandparents our great-grandparents conditioning and we're the ones that's got to stop these generational curses but we have to acknowledge them first okay so you guys, thank you so much for listening to me. I know this is kind of long. <clears throat> I didn't want it to be 30 minutes. I wanted it to be like 10 minutes. Um, <coughs> however, um, it is what it is. I just want to thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. I, uh, my next episode will be my season finale. I do have a special guest. Um, I will come back out with season eight. Um, in November, it's only going to, I'm only going to be out for a few weeks. Um, and then season eight is going to start in our, uh, November because I'm launching new products and new services and the, the format of the podcast is going to be totally different from the last seven seasons. I, um, I've already worked on changing it and it's going to be pretty awesome. But anyway, you guys, thank you for listening, uh, to Soul Coach, the podcast.